Can Connor Wegman finish as a top five quarterback in the SEC? You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in the Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So, one thing I've learned over uh, about, we're about you know two months into to me doing this podcast, and this is a little bit funny. I know when I talk about something that's going to push a little bit of buttons, so, you know, I know um, writing, you know, talk, talk, make, going over this topic, making the case for this is going to is going to make some people mad. And that's OK. It's the point of this the point of having these conversations. But here's the deal. I'm going to make the case. I'm going to make the case for why Connor Wegman finishes a top five quarterback in the SEC. If I'm wrong, if you all completely disagree, tell me. And one thing I always say, if I'm wrong, I'm good. I will own it immediately. You know what I mean? I'll own it. I'm going to make my takes. If I'm wrong, I'll tell you, but I'm going to make the case for it. Here we go. So the reason I think Connor Wegman is going to be a top five quarterback in the SEC when this is all said and done. First reason is we have to remember he was a five-star recruit. I do think people, it seemed people, I've seen people forgetting that this guy was a highly rated quarterback, five-star recruit, big time addition. Okay. That's step one. That's my first argument here. My second argument is he's surrounded by one of the best group of weapons in college football. My third argument, the offensive line is much improved. My fourth argument is he's going to have one of the, uh, his play caller is going to be one of the best offensive minds in college football history. Um, Had a fifth, but it left me. I don't have to think about it. But so, Oh, and then the fifth two was he got a little bit of experience as a true freshman, and hopefully that will serve him well his first year as the guy. Okay, so um, let's go through the quarterbacks here. I have down as you know your kind of starters, and then there's some that we still have as battles here. So KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, Jaden Daniels at LSU, Joe Milton at Tennessee, Will Rogers at Mississippi State, Devin Leary at Kentucky, Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Um, and then either Milrow or Buckner at Alabama, Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders at Ole Miss, Brady Cook at Missouri, Peyton Thorne at Auburn, Graham Mertz at Florida, Carson Beck at Georgia, and A.J. Swan at Vandy. So there's your quarterbacks. So, like, you make an argument about stuff like this. So, so like, let's, let's break this down and talk about quarterbacks who I think are so my, my main first point I'm going to make here when making this case is this. I think there are situations that go into a quarterback who might be better than another quarterback not looking like it on the field. So a guy like Will Rogers, I know he has some fine weapons over there, but his weapons are not as good as what Connor Wegman has. Will Rogers right now I'm taking, and I don't think I will. everyone can agree on this, I'll take Will Rogers over Connor Wegman right now. I think the same could be said for a lot of these guys, but I don't think a lot of these guys have the same weapons that 
Connor Wegman does. Like a guy like Devin Leary, he has some solid wide receivers over there at Kentucky. You got um uh the Barryon Brown, the fast kid, and then oh, what's that guy's name? He went to Frederick Douglass High School. Um Dane Key. So you got some good receivers over there at Kentucky. Solid room, not as good as, as Texas AM's room. Okay. And that to me is the takeaway here. So, like, if I had to rank these quarterback situations, I'm going to put Jefferson, Daniels, Milton, Rogers, Leary, and Rattler ahead of Wegman. I don't think I would have Ole Miss's situation above Wegman. I wouldn't have Auburn's. I wouldn't have Graham Mertz, um, Beck. I think Beck from Georgia, you could put in the same kind of boat as Wegman. We haven't really seen him, but a highly ranked guy. I mean, we've, we've seen more of Wegman than we have of Beck, but people are high on Beck. So, you know, people around Georgia, I mean, I, you know, so, I mean, I have to trust it. So I think you could say, argue that Beck is in the same spot as Wegman, but we have to see it play out on the field. And then AJ Swan, no, thank you. So it's like, I think he starts the year off at like that eight spot. So he starts the year off only having to outplay to get into the top five, only having to outplay a couple, a few guys. Right. And that's my point. You know, Will Rogers, I think Mississippi state, I don't think I think they're going to be pretty awful this year. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I think they're the team receiving a little bit more preseason hype than I was kind of expecting. So like Will Rogers is a guy I think he is a better quarterback right now than Connor Wegman. But I think situation wise, I think situ my point about situations wise is I think these situations quarterbacks are in can lead to players looking better you know like play like quarterbacks looking better than others i mean you know it's a lot easier i'm trying to think of an nfl comparison but i mean you know it's it's easy like for it's easy to throw for joe burrow now listen joe burrow's awesome no shade of joe burrow i have a lot of family that are Bengals fans but um you know joe burrow does get to throw to t higgins and um jamar chase and i think that is and I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, you know, Kirk Cousins has some, my point is you can have a better or worse situation, right? Like you look at Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields was, was great last year with his legs, but he just didn't have any dang wide receivers. And that's kind of my point here. I think you can be some of these guys like that aren't in as good of situations like Rattler, Leary, Rogers. I think you could argue all three of those guys definitely are not in a good of a situation weapons wise as Wegman. So I, there's a world where Wegman can outplay a few of these guys and, and get into the top five. I, it's it's a, it's a it's a fact. Now you can make that same argument. You can say that Buckner went the job at Bama, and he outplays all these guys. Or um, Jackson Dart, kind of you know second year at Ole Miss, he's great. I, I could see or Peyton Thorne comes to Auburn and out of Michigan State and miraculously turns into um, you know Cam Newton. I mean that was a joke, but you know what I mean. Like it. it um, stuff's going to happen like this. You know, you, you make these, these every preseason list is never going to be chalk. I mean, it's not going to look how it looks now. Some guys, AJ Swan could come out here and, and make a Heisman run. I mean, I'm kidding, but like stuff like that is going to happen. And if Wegman was that guy that people just, you know, aren't high on and turns into someone who makes a run at one of the better quarterbacks, becoming one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC, I wouldn't be surprised one bit because he's a – I'm going to run through my reasons again. He's a solid quarterback, highly ranked guy, second year. He got experience as a true freshman, got into five games. His last game of his freshman season was the game against um, 
LSU where he was 12 for 18 for a buck 55 and two touchdowns. You know, those aren't world-beating numbers. Those aren't Heisman numbers, but you beat a dang good football team in LSU. You look pretty good. Um, and so I, I think that's my point. I, I think what I'm arguing at is when this all shakes out, I wouldn't one bit be surprised if Connor Bregman in, finished as a top five quarterback in the SEC. And if he does that, I think Texas A&M is a team competing for an SEC championship. And my reason there is I think Connor Wegman. I don't think he has to be great for this team to compete for a championship. That stat line at LSU is a dang good example of what I'm talking about. 12 for 18 for a buck 55 and two touchdowns. If you, you, you do that stat line with how good this defense is going to be, I think Texas A&M can win, can win nine or 10 games. I really, I fully believe that. Um, so, but then I think that's the thing too, just being a game manager, you know, everyone called Stetson Bennett a game manager. I, I wouldn't go that far. He had a, a couple, you know, multiple games where the stats were insane. Stetson Bennett, you know, he's, I, I like Stetson Bennett a lot, but um, being a game manager is not a bad thing. Being a game manager makes you look great on film. It makes, you know, quarterbacks that have winning records, you just look better. I mean, statistically, here's the deal. The Aggies go 11 and one and win the West. Um, and you know, I, I could see a world where the Aggies go 11 and one, win the West, and a guy like uh Graham Mertz has at Florida has better numbers than Wegman, but just because of like, but my my point behind that is who looks better, uh, five and seven Graham Mertz or an 11 and one, uh, an 11 and one Connor Wegman, and that's my argument is that I think he's I think that the season the Aggies could potentially have, I'm not saying it's be 11 and one, but I think. A, a 9 10 win season makes him look better to where if he could just throw for 220 a game and a couple touchdowns and keep the interceptions down i think he could in, and stay healthy he could finish as a top 5 quarterback in the SEC so my argument is this one of these guys that i'm talking about that's not named KJ Jefferson, Jaden Daniels, Joe Milton, Will Rogers, Devin Leary, Spencer Rattler is going to finish in the top 5 and i am fully on board that that guy could be Connor Wegman Let's kind of look at the flip at the flip side of this argument and ask the question: Does Max Johnson have any kind of shot at this starting job? But first, I want to talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Once again, in the betting world, there's just not a ton going on. There is just not a lot going on. What there is is futures bets for NFL and college. So, hey, I mean, like I say, we just talked about Connor Wegman. I know I'm going to get some hate, but, hey, let's say he's a guy and he goes on a run and he he's – can he win the Heisman? I don't think so, but if you do, no sweat first bet because you're not going to sweat because you're if, if it doesn't hit, you get your money back in free bets. So that's the fun of it. So if there's a futures bet you like for NFL, for college football, go over to FanDuel and, and, um, and see what happens. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So we 
um, Sunshine pumped a little bit about Connor Wegman, and it's and it's funny. Like I say, I um, I hope everybody gets my argument. I'm not. I wouldn't go as far to say that I think Wegman is going to be a top five quarterback. I think he has. I think he has realistic shot. I think I, I'd say he has a thirty percent shot to be a top five quarterback. But I think stuff has to go right, and I'm on the camp that it will. I'm also in the camp that there's a high percentage chance it doesn't. The question we have here next to talk about is, does Max Johnson have a shot at this job? So I'm going to say no, but I'm going to make the case for yes. Coach Fisher has been very candid about the fact that, you know, nobody's – and I don't think this is just about quarterback. I think this is an all-around everybody statement. He said it directly about quarterbacks before, but this pertains to anybody wanting to get on the football field. But it's the classic – and we've broken this down a little bit before, but it's the coach coach talk um, statement of everybody's competing for a job. Anybody could win this gig. And I'm not out here saying that that's not true. I I believe that. I I think that's something I learned from playing sports my whole life is like – you know, coaches, when they say that, they mean that. If you're not going to play hard, if you're not going to work hard, if you're not going to perform, you're going to get your behind benched or you're not going to start. Um, so the case for Max Johnson, I do – first of the first thing I will say, and I've talked about this a bit before, is how good of a spot the Aggies are in having a guy like Max Johnson as your backup. I mean, Max Johnson truly – he, sh- I think he looked great. I saw a comment from somebody saying that Max Johnson looked better than Wegman at the um, at the spring game. I am not going to personally. I'm not going to agree there. Um, I, and I've watched that tape now probably four or five times back. I think um, I think that over the overall body of work, it was a little bit better for Wegman. But I think Max Johnson did a lot of things that I was like, wow, we have a serious battle on our hands. So point there is, um. I think the Aggies have a luxury of having a backup quarterback that can come in and win you football games in the SEC. Not a lot of teams can say that, can say the same. So um, Max Johnson, um, I just, I think the thing that stands out to me about him is his ability to, you know, it's just, I think he's got a big arm. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he makes, he gives Texas A&M a solid room in general. And I think he makes you sleep a little bit better at night if you're Bobby Petrino and Jimbo Fisher knowing if Wegman doesn't live up to the hype I just talked about, or if Wegman gets banged up, you have a guy who can come in and salvage and salvage and win football games and just manage games and win thanks to an elite wep, uh, group of weapons and defense. So, but and then so you know speaking like I said to the is this a battle? I already said I don't think it is, and I really don't think it is. I've had a lot of comments saying that people think it's more of a battle than I've giving it credit to be, which I love that. Like I said, I love the back and forth that people tell me their thoughts on this stuff because I, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we will, it's just it's still to be seen. But um, I think what coach Fisher, his statement, and I, I've, I have said this before as well, but I think his statement of anybody can win the gig, anybody, everybody's fighting for their spots. I think that is a little bit of iron sharpens iron because I think it's going to force Wegman, not implying that he isn't a hard worker, but it's going to force him to never take a snap in practice off, never take a, never do one less rep of bench press, never study for one less minute for a test. I mean, it's going to make it's going to make Connor Wegman a better quarterback and a better person. Just having to, knowing that he always is looking behind his shoulder because there's people on his tail trying to win, beat him for the job. I mean, listen, here's the deal. For you know those that haven't played a lot of sports in their life, have played a lot of sports in their life. Your teammates are your brothers and your friends, but at the end of the day, if you know competitive people, 
you want to beat that guy. Max Johnson, I'm sure him and Connor Wegman are best buds. I'm sure they go and they hang out and all this. But, you know, Max Johnson wants this starting job because th- th- that's that's how life works. You know, in, in work, you want the raise. You want, you want the next spot up in your job. Like, it's humanity. So I think that all that's going to do is drive this quarterback room to be better than it is. It's going to make both of these guys, Johnson and Wegman, better on a day-to-day basis. So I think that was a smart move by Jimbo. Now, I get it. It's coach speak. Everybody says the same thing. But I think it's a smart thing coaches do because it drives your players to work harder and harder because they know they're looking over their shoulder because somebody's right behind them gunning for that starting role. So I think Max Johnson, no. I do not think Max Johnson has a shot to win this starting job. Frankly, I don't think there's – if I had to put a chance on it, I'd put it at 1, a 1% chance that happens. But I think, frankly, if Max Johnson were to win the starting job, my outlook on this season doesn't drop all that much, frankly. I still think the Aggies have a chance. I think your your, your ceiling goes, you know, maybe drops a game, I guess. I think, I, you know, I would feel one game less good about the Aggies if Max Johnson was the quarterback. But I still think if Wegman goes down week one, you know, something were to happen, Max Johnson can lead the Texas A&M to a good season. I, and I fully believe that. So I think – to wrap this all up, I don't think I don't I think there is a quarterback battle because the coaches want everybody working hard, but I think Wegman's going to win it with ease and I think the Aggies have a backup quarterback. So all around, this is a good situation for Texas A&M to be in and I'm excited for quarterback play right now. But let's talk a little bit about the quarterback play of the future. Are the Aggies in a good spot? So talking a little bit about the future of the quarterback position, which happens to be one of the more important ones on the field. The argument here, not, not argument, excuse me, the, the, the talk here is where do we go next? So Wegman, of course, is going into his sophomore season, uh, which means if he were to break out like I believe he can and be a guy who eventually goes and gets drafted, he would have this year and next year which means – so he'd be here 2023, he'd be here 2024, which means the Aggies would need a new starter in 2025. Here is Marcel Reed, Anthony Maddox, and Miles O'Neill. Maddox and O'Neill are current commits in the 2024 class. Reed is on campus, the 2023 quarterback commit for the Aggies. So running through these guys and just what they have to offer, Marcel Reed, the tape um, on him, it's he, he's, he's, he's a pocket passer – with pretty good speed who can beat you with his legs. And I always love that. I love it when guys, it's kind of like when a a power forward has a guard's handle, you know, because it's like, okay, this guy plays power forward, but if I ever need him to make some dribble moves, he can do it. Marcel Reed, he's he is a pocket passer. One thing you'll see with faster quarterbacks is I feel like they focus so much on being elite runners, and it's like you kind of put being a quarterback to the side, not with Reed. Reed has a, you know, is like I said, he's a pocket passer. That's all the writing I've read on him, all of the tape I've watched on him. He's a pocket passer who can use his legs when need be. And I think that's the perfect make for a quarterback. So six foot one, 175, four star. He uh, chose Texas AM over Ole Miss, Auburn, Bama, and Arkansas. So I mean, it was an SEC West battle. I mean, teams, you know, people wanted them. This is a real deal get for the Aggies. Um, and I think one thing too is when, when Bama offers a quarterback, that always is going to stand out to me because look at the success rate. 
with you know quarterbacks Bama's offered. It's just they don't they hit more than they miss, and obviously. So a quarterback Bama's offered, it makes me feel pretty good about it. And this is a guy that Bama offered. So uh, Marcel Reed, could he be the guy in 2025? I believe so. I believe, you know, get on campus, get a little bit stronger, maybe grow an inch, work on the pocket passing, crisp up some passes, get better and better on a day-to-day basis. And in 2025, when Wegman's gone, assuming he does leave for the NFL after his junior season, not, I don't know if that's going to be the case with Wegman. It's too far away for us to even have that conversation. But let's say that happens. Reed could be your guy. Uh, I think he's good enough to he's good enough to start in the SEC for Texas A&M. So, He's a guy I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. And maybe, you know, if let's say Wegman doesn't pan out, could Reed gun for his job next season? We'll have to see. Um, And then your two commits in the 2024 class. So Anthony Maddox, another Bama offer for Maddox. Four-star guys. Completion percentage last year was 62 in high school, which I'm a fan of. 6-1-165, elite speed. Really a similar comp here with Maddox. I would say, I'm sorry, a, a similar comp to Reed with Maddox. I would say um, Reed's a bit better of a pocket passer than Maddox. Um, Maddox, I think, is a little bit quicker. So I still think Maddox, what I would list him as a pro-style quarterback, but I think he is a little bit better using his legs than a guy like Reed. I mean, I, on the tape, when you watch, like when he gets away, he is gone. There was no catching Maddox. So a quick guy. Um 165, you don't love to see. You know, I'd love to see him put on some some muscle as he gets ready to play college ball. But no, Maddox, he's a quarterback, like I said, uh, pocket passer, I'd say more naturally, but he can run the rock with need be. So and and I love quarterbacks who have the option. Quarterbacks who are pocket. I think that I think I would rather you be a pocket passer who has elite speed than just the elitist of speed and an okay passer. I think, you know, I think that ability is, is the best ability you can have as a quarterback. And I think that's what Maddox and a little bit Reed possess. So um, I'm looking forward to those two guys. And then the, the more of the under the radar guy here, uh, Miles O'Neill, three-star guy schools. He chose the Aggies. Um, he chose, he chose the Aggies and um, yeah, he chose Texas A&M instead of these schools, Boston college, Virginia, Michigan state, so um, 870th player nationally, three-star. So he's not like Maddox and Reed as he's a four-star blue chip kind of guy. He's a more under-the-radar guy. Um, but big arm, big frame, 6'5", 220, big quarterback. I always am a fan of the taller quarterback. I just think it's a, it's a better professional football comp when you're a big guy. Um, and the arm strength he possesses is elite. But he's also quick too. Not quick as quick like Maddox and Reed. Like he, this guy is a pocket passer, but he does have. Um, he 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 had a handful of rushing touchdowns where he when he like got away running to the end zone. I was like, dang, he can move a little bit. Um, so pocket passer though, and he's a guy who I fully believe could be the starting quarterback for Texas A&M at some point, just because you see this a lot under the radar. I mean, it's kind of like I made the comp a little bit, but it's a Josh Allen-esque look for O'Neal. Smaller guy, I mean, bigger guy, not crazy, highly rated out of high school. Um, so O'Neal, you know, give him a couple years, play under play under Reed or play under Maddox, and then maybe he at some point if he gets his, his chance to shine. And I think he's a guy that could with, I mean, the deep ball, he throws a great deep ball. He puts the ball right where it needs to be. He's a, a real receivers quarterback. He puts it right where they're going to want it. So 
Um, I like O'Neal, Maddox, and Reed. I think they're all players that could have success. I don't know, you know, in the world today, we I can already tell you, I feel like one of them is going to leave at some point. That's just how college football works. But I think all these guys could eventually start for Texas A&M and succeed. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out when they do get on campus. Uh, Reed's, of course, already on campus. Maddox and O'Neal will be on campus down the road. But um, to sum this all up, I think the Texas A&M quarterback room is in a good place for years to come. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. I, As always, I really appreciate you all tuning in. Really do. It means a lot to me. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And this is Monday. So remember, with the schedule, we're not going to see you tomorrow. We will see you on Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning in as always.